there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. It's a cold, rainy day. In June. In June. In Oklahoma. Don't worry, it's going to be 90 today anyway. Yeah, once the clouds actually move out, it will be 95 and humid. It's fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, Shanna. Shy. What did you bring to this podcast episode? So, I've been holding on to this treasure for a while. Okay. Because we haven't recorded together in your house for a while. Yes. We've been attending to other podcasts, biz. Yes. And it is a treasure from Germany. From Germany? From our homeland? Some may call it Deutschland. What? Yes, it's true. So from our familial homeland. Yes. This is exciting. This I'm is excited. Super exciting. And this is from uh, a girl that I grew up with. Yes. You grew up with her to a certain extent. She was just, she was younger than me. So she was a lot younger than you. She was just a tiny thing when I was, yep. when I was there. Yes. We were friends. We're still friends. Um, and have sort of reconnected after the podcast went live. I love that. And she reached out. She was one of our first 14 listeners. Yes, she is. She's part of the 14 Listener Club. It's awesome. Launching 2023. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> is this a new idea? That I you're... mean, <gasps> uh, we're going to have to we're going to have to um, marinate on that. I really like where that's going. 14 Listener Club TM. Just trademarked. Uh, yep. Don't yep. steal my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Any who's it. Um, she is stationed with her husband in Germany. Yes. Currently, they're getting ready to move back to the States. <gasps> so nice. thank you for your service. Yes, very much. And uh, she actually lived with us for a little while while she was down here in Oklahoma City doing her clinicals back in the day. Yes. Back in the olden days when I was partying hard seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> she got to experience that. Anyway, and she survived. And she was and the, so did you. She was the voice of reason that was like, uh, "Don't you guys have to work tomorrow?" <laughs> You're like, "What's your point?" Like, I come in hungover every day. It's fine. These people haven't said shit about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they accept me for who I am. Oh, your twenties. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> in the before times. Uh-huh. Anyway, so she sent us a surprise box. Oh, I, I don't know. know what's in it. That's awesome. Yeah, we're from Germany. Yes. We had Shy's daughter open it up for us. Yes. So that we could come up to the pod dormer and open up our surprise box. Us do like she took the tape off, did a sneak peek, was like, this is gonna be cool. You're gonna love it. Um, but she wanted to be in the room with us when we actually did the unboxing. So say hello, 15-year-old. Hi. <laughs> Gotta be a little louder than that. Hi. Okay. Okay. Shy, rip open that box. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm nervous. Okay. Okay. I'm hitting the mic. It's okay. Oh my gosh. I'll give you more space. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. There's going to be all sorts of noise on the mics, and I apologize. Oh my God. (laughs) Shanna. Okay. First of all, there's a card. Let's. Okay. Oh. Okay. Because she very specifically... Please read that because that's that's hilarious. <laughs> she very specifically said weeks ago, I'm sending you a box. So if you see a random box on your porch, it's not a bomb. It's for me. Okay, good. She very specifically said that. And I was like, oh my God, Queen, thank you. And she was like, it's for you and Shy." <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Okay, so the card says, P.S. Don't laugh at my random athleta bag as filler. I'm in an empty house without packing supplies. Also, the grocery sucks. 
<laughs> okay. So the card says U equals awesome. Oh shit. This is a lot. I'm gonna read the whole thing. Do you wanna do we need to take a pause and let you read it? Let me read it just so I don't flub my words. Okay. So while she's reading it so we don't have dead air, this is this is gonna be amazing, Kira. What were you like super excited when you first opened it? Yeah. Hoping that you could um, take partake in the presence that will discuss your split up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's hoping that we'll share. I don't know. She specifically said it's for me and Shan. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Here we go. So the card it says Shan and Shy. And let me just say, nobody outside of my immediate family calls me Shan. Like, when Travis calls me Shan, it freaks me out. Because mm-hmm. no one else does. Anyway, but since you call me Shan, everybody calls me Shan. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> is this letter going to make me, like, puddle up happy? Like, or is it just the fun? Mm. Okay. I'll just be prepared. Go. It's If we I, cry, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Crying is fine. I just want to forewarn Feel your feelings, Shy. Feelings are valid. <laughs> Go. Okay, so it says, hello, Aus Deutschland. I hope this finds you doing fine in Oklahoma. I had to let you both know how much I love the podcast. You two are naturals, hilarious, great chemistry, informative, interesting, fun. I seriously feel like I'm sitting right there with you both. Now I'm going to cry. Precious. Go. (laughs) It's okay. Feel your feelings. I know. I know you put so much time into research and into equipment, etc. So please know how much it is appreciated and enjoyed. I think people often only think about the plus side to living far away from home and forget how much people... (sighs) Hmm. Okay. Drink. Yep. It's okay. Sorry. Okay, you're fine. People only think about the plus side to living far away from home and forget how much people that do miss where they're from. For me, that can be more true. Listening to your podcast... Sorry. You're fine. It's okay. We're going to get through this. I didn't think I was going to cry. It's fine. For me, that can be more true. Listening to your podcast about familiar things, and especially your voices, voices I know and recognize, is so comforting to me and makes me feel connected to home. My kids are also starstruck. (laughs) That I know the gals on the show. Seriously, I love true crime. Listen to a ton of it, and you two are my fave. Keep it coming. So proud of you. And wish all the best to you both on the podcast and personally as well. I hope you enjoy a small taste of Germany. <laughs> enjoy your number one fan, Karen. Oh, Karen. That was so precious sweet. and so sweet. So glad to have you back in the States. And hopefully, yeah, we can hopefully like we can keep doing this podcast um you know for as long as it will let us she know? said she was going to cruise through oklahoma city when she gets back oh, to well, then we're oklahoma gonna, so we're going to uh meet up and yeah we'll have to have coffee or something yeah have some tea or something that was awesome thank you karen are you ready to see what is next? i'm ready let's do it i'm so excited oh my gosh okay so here's excited. the random athleta bag filler i love that love it love okay. that for oh us because you use random athleta bags too <gasps> Happy hippo. Kinder. Oh my god. That's so I'm cute. So oh god, that looks delicious. Like some <laughs> little chocolate thing. Oh my god. All oh, the gummy bears, you guys. Oh my gosh. And it's I love that it's all in It's all in German. All in German. Um okay, what are these? They look like little French fries. Oh, I, they are. I love them. Palm. Yep. Don't, yeah. I those don't are know. little French fries. They're yeah. little fruit French fries, I bet. Oh, my God. Those are delicious. <gasps> Look, they're sour. See, it says sour. Oh, is that what that is? Uh-huh. That's how sauerkraut is actually spelled. Oh, that's right. Right? Yep. You're right. Oh, shit. Hang on. I got a whole armload of bags right oh. now. Okay, yeah. Just set them. Hand, Kira. Hand them to Kira. Hand them to the 15-year-old. Kira, help. Oh, my gosh. And then we've got... Oh, God. Um... Chocolate bars. Oh my god, there's a dark <gasps> chocolate and milk chocolate. Oh, oh I bet god. it's way better. You know how just like um 
Nestle chocolate in England is way better than Nestle chocolate yes. here because it's still the real sugar and everything. Yep. I bet this is the same thing. So true. Because look, it says 100% alpine. Well, it doesn't. It says it's in German. 100% alpine milk chocolate. Oh, God. Oh, girl. Yes. Okay. This is why she was she wanted to make sure that it arrived because it was sitting on my porch. Okay, I don't know what this is. Let me see. But I love that I want to pronounce that shart. It Ex- is. Extra it is shart. Um, and it just Literally makes sh- me giggle. I love that very much. Okay, hang on. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, no, it's extra sharf. Sharf? With a F. Sorry, guys. Sharf. Uh, I love that. Oh. What is this? I don't know, but we're going to break it open here in a minute and taste it. Oh. And it's like a tube. It's a red tube. And it's I, vegetarian and vegan. Whatever yeah. it is. Please let it be a tube of like soft chocolate that I can just squeeze into <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> Holy shit, that's aggressive. Okay. Um, um I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna open that here in a minute. Sharp. I wonder what this is. Intro Kira, I need Google. you to Google. Okay. This one are called pickup. Choco, and they <gasps> look little wafer chocolate things. Oh, I love it. Okay, I just Karen. There's oh so my much god, stuff I'm in obsessed. here. There's so. Oh my god, there's so much stuff in here. I can't wait to go to oh. Germany. I'm so fucking pumped up about all of oh this right now. Oh my gosh, what is it? I, it's some type of spread that looks delicious. Okay. Oh my gosh. What was in the red tube? It's a mustard? Very hot mustard. (gasps) Yes. Yes. We need to cook some brats and just put some hot mustard on to see Uh what it's like. Oh my gosh. We've got some sparkling. Should we have those while we're talking? Oh, is it a, it's a Prosecco, isn't it? Oh, wow. It's a little teeny tiny Prosecco. Oh, and another one? Okay. Oh, gosh. You can have these since I don't drink anymore, but I appreciate the sentiment. Yes. Oh, what is this? Oh, wait. <gasps> this is some type of pate, fruit pate. <gasps> Holy what? hell, that looks so good. That is, it comes in a fucking squeeze tube, like... Toothpaste. Uh-huh. Yep. And so did the mustard. That is so fucking cool. I bet, I'm you know what? I bet this shit. is way easier to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, yeah. I bet this is not what this is for, but I mean, wow. America, you fucking slap on all of your. Why aren't we, why aren't we packaging more stuff in squeeze tubes? Thank you. Man, I'm just still trying to figure out what this is. This is honey. Kira, Google that. That's honey. <gasps> it's like raw honey, uh-huh. too. It looks delicious. Ooh. You guys, it just keeps going. It, the box was so heavy. She was, I was like, either she sent a shit ton of stuff or she sent like two six packs of German beer. Yeah. One, Which of, one or the other. Would have been fine. Yeah. Um, coffee. <gasps> wow. Yes, girl. Okay. Um... I believe this is tea. If this is tea, then we're going to break this. Oh, look. And this is this. So this coffee has um, it ta- It has notes of bitter chocolate and orange Fuck is yeah. what that says. I oh. remember a little bit of college German. This tea. <gasps> just take a smell of that. It smells delish. It's what? It's mustard? Fake mustard. Fig. Fig. Oh, so it's like a fig jam. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Oh. I love that. Oh, and this is like a granola. Ooh, that smells look, really look good. At, it's like a... <gasps> I am obsessed. Girl. Holy shit. How are we going to eat all this? Oh, we will. Okay. <laughs> uh, we oh, will. look. This is um. Uh, hazelnut. Hazelnut. Hazelnut granola. Good God. Oh my god. And oh, and more yep, happy hippos. More happy hippos. I'm obsessed. Oh. Uh, Karen. Gonna... I know. Karen, this is. You crackhead. I. Holy every shit. Every piece of this I love. 
Um, and we're going to break into this as soon as we're done recording today because we don't want to oh my upset people with that might have an, a like a an aversion to hearing people chewing. Uh-huh, an aversion to hearing people chewing. <laughs> so, um, I amazing. I am obsessed with this. Okay, for everybody listening that didn't pack the box, um, we will put pictures of this on oh, Instagram. At you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore Oklahoma underscore pod. Okay, pod. Okay, pod. My bad. We will put pictures of this and show you our haul from Germany. And if you have any tips on how to eat this or oh, yeah, what right. goes best with yeah, this yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please. Tell us. Yeah. Or Karen, when you're listening. Yeah. Like. Because we're obsessed. Yeah. This is. Obsessed. Obsessed. Fig mustard, like just give me some, just give me a baguette, toast it, and I'll just eat it. And some brie, a little with some fig. Yes. Oh, I'm obsessed with all of this. Same. Okay, and it's gonna be like Sophie's choice. How do we split it up? Well, a lot of that stuff. There's two. Okay. But like the fig stuff, the fig. We're gonna have. Yeah, we're try that today. Okay, so we'll just get some pastry and some brie. Yeah. We need to make it a thing. Yeah. We need to do a brie on croute uh-huh. to yes. have with our fig. Yes. Thank you, Kira. Thank you for your assistance. Thanks, 15-year-old. <laughs> wow. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. I stopped crying. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. But first of all, crying is fine. Wow. I'm just when an people... ugly crier, and my voice shakes when I cry. Oh, same. So. It's... No worries. You know. If people are uncomfortable by other people crying, first of all, it's okay if you get uncomfortable. And I'm a sympathetic crier. Same. So when other people are crying, I'm like, oh, yep. shit. I knew. If there's... Okay. Here's the thing. One, I have kept every card given to me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I still have cards from my grandparents from the time I had my appendix out. Um, and all of my little classmates sent me cards. I have those cards. Every cards my kids, my husband, my family have given me, I save those cards. Mm-hmm. So when somebody takes the time to pick out a card and actually write in the card, yeah, is it's gonna a big get deal. me in my feelings. Yeah, it's a big every deal. Every time it could be like, I hope you're at the I hope you find yourself where you want to be yeah. right now. And then you're and like, I oh, can suck. Yes. It's over. Just something <laughs> it's over. And first of all, I love the funny cards with the sweetest sayings on the inside. Like, give me something that says, um, baby got back, something stupid. And then inside that just says, um, I hope today is amazing. And I will just, I don't know. It's my favorite. I love this. And I think since this is to both of us, I think we should start a uh, words of affirmation wall here in the pod dormer. Yes. And keep... Yeah. I mean, feel free to send stuff to us. We're if you want, excited about we're it. Not, we're not asking, but I mean. Yeah. I've been literally waiting to open this box with Shy for weeks because <laughs> I wanted to do it completely blind. Yeah. Without looking through it first. And I didn't realize there was going to be a really nice card in it. Um, You know, yeah. so whatever. But thank you, Karen. Thank yeah, you thank so you, much. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like. Seriously, very touching. And we're excited to have you back stateside. Can't wait to see you in person. Yes, please. And hug your neck. Yes. Because that's how we roll in Oklahoma. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take one more drink of ice water. Do it. And then we will launch this ship. Do we have any more um, podcast business that we need to discuss right now? Um, I do not... I don't have any podcast business. Okay. Um, I think we've got some things in the works with the podcast that are super exciting. July and August are going to be huge for us. But this is going to be the summer of the podcast. Um, super anxiety inducing, but super exciting. And we can't wait to this journey of podcast. What, you know, whatever yep. it's, it's Wow. I'm loving this journey for us this summer. Yeah. We ordained 2022 as the year of the pod. Yeah. And we're doing some big shit. So yeah. we're super excited about it. It's crazy. I know. 
just gonna be great. Send all the positive vibes that we can. Yep. Just nail, you know, all these things. Yep. Rub a crystal, say a prayer, do whatever you do. Whatever you do, man. Love it. So, okay. Are we ready to start? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Today, it's my turn to go. And I am going to do a murder from Duncan. Oh, okay. Okay, so we'll remember one of my besties, we call her Lindy, Mm -hmm. is from Duncan. Right. She told me about this years ago. Okay. Because, you know, we like to sit around and talk about true crime. Yes. She's an attorney. She loves true crime. She lives her best life. Talking about her Dateline episodes. Love it. So, this happened in her hometown... And also, we got a message. Somebody slid into our DMs on Insta and was like, hey, you really need to do this. It's also her hometown. And she was like, please do this Mm -hmm. crime. Okay? Okay. So we are going to talk about Alan Ruby from Duncan. I do not know this. Okay. So we're going to go. It's kind of horrible. Oof. So strap in. Do we need to do any um, warnings on this one? No, okay. it's just really fucking awful. Okay. It's awful. Okay. All right. So we are going to kind of give a little bit of background about Alan Ruby. Okay. So the Ruby family is a very prominent family in Duncan. Oh. Okay. And the reason why they are so prominent is because Alan Ruby's great-grandfather, Harrington Wimberly. Wow, that's a name. That is a whole name. And I was like, God, that's such a good name. It's like a good, strong, old-fashioned-y name. If we're going to bring... There's tons of people bringing back these old-fashioned-y names. Bring back Harrington. Someone, please. You can call him... H, I don't call him Harrington the whole time. He's yeah, call him up. Harry. Like Harry, who, yeah, Harrington is. It's a strong name. Yes, so strong. So back in 1963, okay, Harrington mm-hmm. bought the Duncan Banner newspaper. All right, and for three generations, the Ruby family acted as owner and editors of the newspaper. Nice. They wound up selling it in 1997, but the family later invested in purchasing the Marlowe Review and the Comanche County Chronicle in 2013. So these are smaller, you know, local newspapers, but it did, these newspaper investments, as well as some other business investments, brought them a lot of security And a lot of status in that area. Right. In Comanche County. Yeah. And Stevens County. So. I mean, mean, if you think about it, back in before 2010, before Facebook. When newspapers were still a thing. Yeah. Like that was, that's where you got the news. So you, you had to have one. Yeah. That's where you found out all the. All the gossip. All the gossip. And they put all the shit in those things. Yeah, they they put all the information in those yep, local they newspapers. they sure did. Holy crap. So, you kind of had a... They spilled everybody's tea. Yeah. So, um, John Ruby, who was Alan Ruby's father, mm-hmm. served as the vice president of the Oklahoma Press Association Foundation. Huh. So... Okay. I mean, they were prominent in the Oklahoma newspaper world right. as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In addition, like I said, to the newspaper businesses, they also had other business investments as well as, like, I believe they have a farm and things like that in Stevens County. And by all accounts, they led a very comfortable life, but they were also good people. Like, reasonable human beings. They weren't, you know, a bag of dicks. Right. You know, like some wealthy people can be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just a bag of dicks. You know, whatever. So, John Ruby, who is Alan's father, married a woman named Joy, and everybody called her Tinker. Aw. Isn't that cute? I, 
See, like these old, older names. Bring them back. I know. I love it. Ruby. Yeah. Like I just name your child Ruby. I love that. Sorry. So they had they have two children, Alan and his sister Catherine, who's like a year, year and a half, two years younger than him. Okay. He's they're right together, you know? Yeah. yeah. Irish twins. Irish twins. Yep. <laughs> God bless them. So they grow up, they raise their kids in Duncan, and for the most part. Everyone's like, everyone in this family is great, except Alan, who's kind of a pretentious douche. Oh, okay. well, there had to be one. There has to be one. And he was also kind of a fan of, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. He was, he thought he was a really great liar and sort of constructed this life, hmm. especially on social media, that sort of portrayed him in a more grand manner than the life he actually lived. Oh, so maybe a little narcissistic in a way? Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Okay. Got definitely. It. So we'll get into the meat and bones of what actually happened. Yeah, please. Why we're actually talking about this family. Yeah. We're not talking about this family because they were a great family that did shit in Duncan, right? Right. <laughs> it, it's about murder, guys. It, this podcast is about murder. So in early 2014... Alan Ruby comes home from OU. He's a student at OU. He lives in the dorms mm -hmm. in Norman. Mm -hmm. He comes home to Duncan for a visit. During that visit, he steals a nine millimeter handgun from his dad's truck. Okay. And just goes back to Norman. Oh, shit. So he lives his life. A week, maybe two weeks later, on the afternoon of Thursday, October 9th, 2014, mm -hmm. Alan returns to his parents' home in Duncan with the 9mm pistol. And I'm guessing just not to give it back. Right. Oh, shit. So he walks into the house and into the kitchen where his mom, Tinker, was, and he shoots her one time. Jesus. No preamble, no nothing. Like, just, just walks up and shoots her. Just shoots her. Jesus. Okay. He sees that she's still alive, mm. so he shoots her a second time. And then waits. Uh, waits for what? Yeah. For his dad? He, a little while later, he never specified how much time went by, but a little while later... His 17-year-old sister comes home from no. washing her car. No, 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 no. Walks through the door, and he shoots her once. Jesus. He believes that he killed her instantly. Fuck. Yeah. About an hour later, John Ruby, his dad, arrives home and is shot by his son. Fuck. Alan would later state that the only thing he heard his dad say was, ouch. Although his father was on the floor, Alan believed he needed to shoot him again in order to kill him. So he did. So Jesus. he was seeing some sort of signs of life. Right. And he had to fix that Jesus real quick. Right? Yeah. So all in all, it's... Maybe a two-hour period. And with five bullets, he takes out his entire family. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry, how old was he? At this time, he is like 19, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. okay. That age. He's a yep. freshman at OU. Living in the dorms. Fuck. Okay. The family laid there for four days. What? Yes. I remember this. Okay, go. This, yeah. Jesus. I didn't realize. Four days? Yep. When their housekeeper showed up oh, to God. clean on the morning of October 13th, the bodies were found and she immediately called police. Fuck. Of course. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, very quickly, as it does in smaller towns... Word got around that the Ruby family was murdered and a call was made to Alan at OU to tell him what happened. 
So by all accounts, he is just breaking down mm-hmm. and losing his mind yeah. and everything like that. Playing that distraught victim real well, wasn't he? Exactly. Got it. Exactly. So the next day, the 14th of October, Alan is brought into the Duncan Police Department. Okay. To be questioned. And people at the police department were like, immediately when he hit the doors of the police department, Mm -hmm. it's crying and wailing and he's unable to breathe and he's bent over like on the floor and Mm -hmm. things like that. Okay. (sighs) So was he already in, did he come back to Duncan as soon as he got the phone call? I don't know if he came back immediately or if he was still at OU. That's not clear. Okay. 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 And I'll tell you why I think it's possible he was still at OU here in a minute. Okay. Okay. Got it. So with all of his theatrics, I think it's important to mention that at one point in his high school career, he was given an Actor of the Year award by the members of the Duncan Little Theater, where he grew up appearing in plays mm-hmm. and went on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. The theatrics switched off very quickly when he got into the interview room. Uh, okay. With the police. Okay. And so they're sort of telling him what happened to his parents. Yeah. And asking him questions, you know, who could have wanted to do this. Right. Yada, yada, yada. And pretty, pretty quickly, Alan is like, it's me. I did it. Are you serious? Yeah. He he confesses really, really quickly. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, my Lord. Okay. Yeah. So he walks in as this distraught. Which I'm sure they probably already knew. Right. Oh, I don't I don't think it was surprising. Right. At all. Right. But he walks in very distraught. Yeah. As anyone would be. Very confident in his distraught state. And then his demeanor. Almost immediately changes to, so so like, very cold, matter-of-fact. So the minute they probably start asking him, he's, like, scared to death, and now he's going to confess. Yeah. Oh, my God, what a dipshit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <sighs> in addition to the fact that he's very matter-of-factly telling them, because he he gives up the whole, like, the whole goat. He's like, I did this. This is how it happened. I shot my mom twice because she was still alive after the first shot. I think I instantly killed my sister. I shot my dad twice because I think he was still alive after the first shot, et cetera, et cetera. He's giving all of these facts in this interview. On day one. Uh, day one. Day one of the Of the, yeah, interview. of his interviewing. And didn't even think to call an attorney. No. Of course. And he was very matter-of-fact with them. He told them everything. He even told them that after the Thursday that he killed his whole family, uh-huh. the next weekend was OU Texas weekend. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is OU Texas weekend. Mm-hmm. He rented a room at the Ritz-Carlton in Dallas and went to OU Texas and partied with his friends. Yep, that sounds about right. So for everyone that's not from Oklahoma... Or Texas, I guess. OU Texas weekend. It's a football game. It's a football game. Go sports balls. Yeah, go sports balls. OU Texas is a huge rivalry. Yes. And they don't even play it on anyone's home field. Right. They play it in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Yes. It's a so big it's deal. on it's an it's on neutral ground because people get in fist fights. Like People it's get wasted. Fucking ridiculous, yeah. in my opinion. And they pay an ungodly amount for fucking football tickets. Yep. And to stay in 
big hotels in Dallas and party all weekend long. Yes. And just do dumb shit. All weekend long for one football game. Yeah. And these are not just college students. No, these These are are like full grown adults. Grown ass adults. Doing this shit. That think they're still in college. (laughs) Reliving their youth. So football. For football. So he rented a room at the Ritz Carlton. Yeah. In Dallas. Fuck. Uh Uh-huh. Most college kids are staying at Motel 6. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because he's like, I'm going to be coming into some money real quick. Might as well just do it up big now. He rented a room for him and his friends at the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah. So that's where they stayed and partied all weekend long. And then when he comes back on Monday, or when he's back at OU, he gets notified of the death of his family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. So. When he was asked for the motivation for killing his family, he believed that if he did away with his mother, father, and sister, he would be the only heir to the estate. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. So it's all done out of greed. Right. And then he goes into why he needed money. From their estate. Oh, Lord. Why did he need money from their estate? Because he had a shopping problem. Oh, well, I know that all too well. (laughs) He had accrued a lot of debt over the past few years. So this just wasn't his freshman year of college when he's out on his own. Like, we all, the first year out of the house, made some real fucking stupid decisions, right? That's that's what um, kids are supposed to do. That's how you learn. That's how you learn is you make stupid decisions. Um, Let's let our kids make some of those decisions that aren't life-threatening, okay? Yeah. And so he didn't just get a credit card that he couldn't pay the $35 a month monthly payment. Right. He took out multiple credit cards in his name, maxed them out, then he took out fraudulent credit cards in family members' names. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he had a real big problem. He had a huge problem, and it even started before he ever went to college. Like, it started the last year of high school. He took out a credit card in his grandmother's name. Oh, shit. And went to Italy on it and was charging shit in Italy. Where were, and his, where were his parents on, for this? If I understand, they did like a senior trip or a class trip okay. to Italy okay. and everyone was going. And I'm sure they sent him with funds uh, I gotcha. that was necessary for him to go. He wanted more. He wanted, okay. He wanted way more. Obviously. Yeah. So, on that issue, in 2013, which is a year prior to the murders, he is charged with credit card fraud. Because his family was like, we're not Mm. doing the bullshit anymore. No. He was charged with credit card fraud in in Stevens County. They kept it, they kept the charge essentially for fraud under $5,000. So what they were saying was he used basically $5,000 of his grandmother's credit card. Okay. And was making all these charges and things. That's what they charged. In other reports that I read, it was more than $80,000. Holy hell. Yeah. $80,000. What the fudge was he buying? So... My thought is, oh, he liked the good shit. He was buying, like, Louis Vuitton. Like the Gucci. All the shit. Yeah, he was in Dallas all the time shopping, apparently. Nice. So, um, he was charged with the fraud under $5,000, which kept it, he was able to get uh, probation. Okay. They gave him probation. And it was a three-year sentence. But he was able to get probation mm-hmm. and, move, you know, yeah. go to college, move around. So what I, 
I'm going out on a limb here. This is not anywhere in anything that I read, but I'm just going out on a, on a limb here and saying that the family wanted him prosecuted as like a scared straight tactic. Yes. And. But nothing that would say permanently on his record. Nothing that would be so large and damning for his right, future self. that any future employer would be like "Ooh, you're a fucking disaster right. i can't do all that because they still sent him to college right they were paying for his college they were paying for you know his expenses and his dorm and stuff like that they just weren't giving him eighty thousand dollars to fucking go shopping right and that's what he needed he needed the gucci he needed the yeah yeah so that's kind of what I'm getting from it, mm-hmm. um, is that they sort of wanted him to be scared straight and get his shit together. It sounds like they should have scared him a little harder than, well, than just, uh, we're just going to slap you on the wrist, cute little white boy, and... Um, hindsight is twenty twenty. Go right? on about your way and play in the murder of your parents. Yeah. Fucking dick. Which, I think it was his parents and his grandmother that probably were, like, telling the DA... Don't yeah do exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, I hundred percent believe that. So I'm sure hindsight is twenty twenty for everybody here, but mm-hmm. well, not for his parents. He got he got sentenced to three years, but it was on a probationary basis. So he was on probation as long as he did not commit any other crimes, <laughs> as long as he did not leave the state of Oklahoma. Um, okay, yeah, so two things he already did. Okay, yep, and uh. All of those things that go along with being on probation, right? Right. All of those restrictions that go along with being on probation. Yeah. Keep your nose clean, basically. So, like I said sort of at the beginning, he had crafted this whole image. Right. That he had all of this money and he was a big deal and he, like, knew people and everything like that. Yep. And his social media sort of looks like that. Uh, by the way, his Instagram is still live. Seriously? Even to this day. Yep. Okay. And he had sort of crafted this whole thing. Like, even OU Texas Weekend, they're taking pictures and posting them on Instagram that they're at the Ritz-Carlton and yada, yada, yada. So, um, yeah. So he could have just got taken in just for violating that probation. Right. Before he, anybody even knew his parents were lying dead in their home. Right. And he was, like, flaunting it. Yeah. It wasn't a secret. He was, he took none of it seriously. I could so, I just so want to get on a soapbox right now and the entitled, entitled bullshit that's happening. Yeah. Right now in this story. He was entitled, rich, little, spoiled asshole. Is what it all comes down to. Yeah. So, he was kind of like Oklahoma's version of Anna Delvey. Oh, right. Yeah. He was just a liar. Yeah. And stole from people. So. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So literally when Duncan police find out that he was at OU Texas the weekend before, they pop him on a probation violation and right. say, okay, well now you have to sit in DOC custody. You can't leave. Right. You can't even, you know. You can't go home. No. And they're preparing his probable cause affidavit to arrest him and charge him and everything like that for the murders. Okay. Right? So they have time to do this. And they're holding him on a probation violation. Okay. All right? Okay. So at the time that they're holding him on the probation violation, they also get a warrant to search his dorm room at OU. Mm-hmm. And at in the dorm room... They find checks that belong to the grandmother that he already defrauded. Oh, fuck. He stole checks from her and wrote checks to himself and cashed the fucking checks on bank surveillance. (laughs) And he still had blank checks under his dorm room bed that he was waiting to use. Oh, my God. This kid had no shame whatsoever. No, none whatsoever. That did not teach him anything. No. Your little slap on the wrist. Shocking. No. So it also came out during the investigation that the real reason that Alan killed his family 
this whole him being the sole heir and everything was kind of just a... A ruse? Well, it was kind of the means to an end, I guess you would say. Okay. His family had told him, even after he was on probation for the credit card fraud and everything like that, because he had been on probation for almost a year and Mm -hmm. still doing stupid shit, Mm -hmm. shopping too much and... Yeah. Just overextending himself right. on all levels. His parents told him they were cutting him off. Oh, they were done with it. They were like, we're over this. Yeah. They probably knew that he was still like... Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. And the check thing had sort of come up around the same time that the murders did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So people sort of were asking questions, and his parents were like, we're done with your bullshit. Yep. We're cutting you off. Financially, we're done with you. You figure it out. So. Don't take money away from a narcissist. Jesus. So he had taken out loans. He had taken out credit cards in his own name. He had even taken out loans from like shady loan shark people in the Norman area. And I think he probably saw jail as like an out. Because if he stayed, I mean, if he didn't pay these loans, he was probably going to get beat up or worse. Yeah. And he's a little tiny man. He's like 5'7", 125 pounds. He's like your size. Oh, for the love. He's teen tiny. Jeez. So he had no business messing with people like that. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he was arrested. They took him in on the probation violation. And I'm really, I really focused hard on the fact that he went to Dallas for OU Texas and reserved a room at the Ritz-Carlton and all that shit because his friends would be interviewed and later say the friends that went with him to OU Texas. Yeah, I would love to know. That stayed in the room. They were like, he acted completely normal. Of course he did. There was absolutely no change in his demeanor whatsoever. There was nothing bothering him. He was living his best life. Oh, my God. Living his best life. Gross. Yeah. So, I mean, he annihilates his entire family in like a two-hour window and acts completely normal afterwards. Well, okay. So, obviously, narcissist. Maybe some sociopathic tendencies. That's nice. If you can literally... Watch, kill it. If you can kill anyone in your family and then act completely normal, yeah, there's some serious, um, yeah. And he thought these people were gonna take away, I mean, yeah, and he can you imagine like you have crafted this whole idea to other people, you've mm -hmm. sold yourself as this person, and you're bankrolling the nights out, you're bankrolling weekends in Texas, you're bankrolling all of the shit as a college freshman, right. So, if I'm one of the friends, I'm not fucking asking him how he's affording a night at the Ritz-Carlton. I just assume his family is loaded and we're going to live our best lives. Right. Right? Yes. So, he has crafted this entire image and persona, and these people were going to take it away. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh. He was going to be so humiliated. He was going to be absolutely devastated by the fact that these people could no longer support his habit. Right. So he'd rather take his parents out uh-huh. than face the truth yeah. being you are just, your parents are rich and that is all. Yeah. And you are really nothing. Your parents are just a cash, just an ATM for you. Yeah. That's all they are. Yes. And I assume he would probably call them and say, like, oh, I can't make my credit card payment this month or whatever. Can you float me a loan for, like, $3,000 or whatever? Yeah. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, get a job. Get a goddamn job. But that wouldn't be part of his persona. Right. right? It's true. It's true. So he (laughs) took, he, oh, my God. He took out his whole family, and his sister really had nothing to do with it. She was just collateral damage, but he knew that if he killed the whole family... She, he would have to split the the state with with her. Yeah. Um. Shit. At the end, I don't know how he thought he was going to get away with it. I guess that 
but narcissists always think they're going to get away with it. They don't consider another option. It's true. So he is charged with three counts of first degree murder. And here's the fun fact. He doesn't have the funds to afford an attorney. So one is appointed for him. Oh. He is an indigent offender. Oh, my gosh. He has zero dollars to his name. grandma didn't come to the rescue? Nope. Good. I think his whole family was like, fuck that kid. Because they, he stole from all of them. They were, I think they were all over it, too. Oh, I'm sure. Over it. Mm -hmm. And then... Him murdering everyone was definitely the last straw. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. You're not getting anything. That's funny. I could only imagine that his grandmother's heart was completely broken. Oh, 100%. Completely broken. Yeah. So uh, once the news breaks that he has essentially said, yeah, I did it, and mm-hmm. he's in custody, every Tom, Dick, and Harry in Duncan comes out of the woodwork. And starts talking, too. Because this was a story. This was in People magazine. It was a whole thing. Yeah, I remember it now. Everybody comes out and starts talking to him. Mm -hmm. And they're like, he, you could tell he was a bad apple. You could tell his eyes were dead inside. Blah, blah, blah. He was a compulsive liar. Yada, yada, yada. So. I love how everybody (laughs) comes out of the woodwork after something bad happens. Yeah. Everybody was like, ooh, I I knew. knew. (laughs) I knew he was bad news. Bitch, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And you didn't do anything? That's always my question. Yeah. You didn't do anything? Which I can't imagine trying to do, like, what would you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, if we met something like that, we'd be like, there's something fucking wrong with this person. Yeah, 1,000%. What the, something bad. But it turns out, like, when he was young, he stole his grandmother's car. They never did anything about it. He stole from his other grandmother to the point where she was like, I'm fucking done with this kid. Entitled rich. Go. Yeah. So in one interview, his old tennis coach said that there was obviously something wrong with the kid. He just never could quite put his finger on it, basically. And then he went on to say that in his junior year in high school, Alan Ruby was telling people that he was the fifth ranked tennis player in Oklahoma but he wasn't even good enough to make it to the top tier of, like, his senior team. Probably didn't even make it to state. No. <laughs> and he also lied to various classmates, say, saying that he was scheduled for a model shoot in a major magazine. But, of course, this never came to fruition, and there's no fucking way anyone ever scheduled him for a model shoot. No. Okay. He were not cute. Not at 5'7". And 125. No. 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 So... He was just kind of a liar, a thief, and an all-around dipshit. Yes. And when the DA is determining how to charge him, like, what they're going to shoot for, if they're going to shoot for death penalty or not. Okay. Death penalty. He consults the remaining family members. Okay. Which one of them is the grandmother that he stole from multiple times. Uh And they encourage him to go for life in prison without parole rather than the death penalty. Okay. So that's what they shoot for. They are building a case. They are spending a year and a half, basically, building a case. Because Alan is setting in DOC custody because of his probation violation. He now has to serve his three years on fraud charges. Okay. Okay? So at least they got him. Yeah, so he's sitting. He can't do anything else. They have plenty of time to build their case. Right. Yada, yada, yada. A year and a half he's sitting there. And... Finally, in March of 2016, he enters a guilty plea and just signs a waiver on any future appeals or anything like that. He allocutes to his crimes, and they move on down the road. They give him life without parole. (laughs) Okay. So it was like the most anticlimactic finish. Like, why would you just sit there for a year and a half? uh, Because he's dumb? Yeah. Yeah. And initially, he entered a plea of not guilty. And I don't know if it was his attorney that was like, listen, if you take this thing to trial, there are going to be photographs and everything in court showing what you did and your family will be in the gallery. Yeah. The family that's remaining that has encouraged the DA not to put a needle in your fucking arm. Right. Will be setting, looking at these photographs of what you did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think 
I I don't know. If I don't think he real- cared about that. I think he do- he wanted to preserve as much of his persona yes. as he could. Yes. I don't That's think he exactly cared about any saying. anyone else being hurt right. because no. he'd already hurt them. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. I think he only cared cared about any remaining sliver of his persona right. that he could keep. That's what he did. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he will spend the rest of his life in prison. He will never get out. Ever. And he did it for nothing. Right. He wound up getting nothing out of it. Right. Because of greed. Yeah. Because of greed. That he wound up getting no payday for. At all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... After this, his parents were inducted into the Oklahoma Journalism Hall of Fame posthumously. Right. Posthumously. Nice. For their contribution to Oklahoma newspapers over the years. Because John was not o- only like an owner editor, he also did some reporting. And Joy, his wife, was originally like an English teacher. Mm-hmm. And so she wrote for oh, the nice. newspapers too. Nice. Okay. Which is really nice. His sister, Catherine, was only 17 years old when she died. That's what's heartbreaking. Like, this, she was just a kid. She was just a baby that just happened to come home at the wrong fucking time. Yeah. And this. That had the nerve to come home. Selfish bastard um, thought it was best to take her out so that his image could be saved. He, yeah, he cared nothing about those people. Right. Yeah. So, Ugh. this was a really interesting one. It's yeah. really, really sad. Mm-hmm. It is one of the biggest cases that I think ever has happened in Duncan and Stevens County. Right. And the family still lives around that area to this day. Oh, wow. So, they are still dealing with it, obviously, every yeah. day. But I'm sure. just a sack of shit. Just a... There's always got to be one. Like, unfortunately, you know what I mean? I, there were so many reports that was like, he was attending Shoppers Anonymous and shit like that. And I'm like, but, but how are you attending Shoppers Anonymous and you're still shopping all the time? And then you're conniving to try to murder your whole family. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's like one day at a time, but Jesus Christ. And you're forging checks from your grandmother. Yeah. That's not, that's like people going to AA and then going for, to the bar. Yeah, like, like let's go celebrate our one day clean and go drink. Yeah, you're basically just doing it to make the people in your life happy or to get off your back. Yeah. his, it was to get off his back because he could care less if they were happy or not. Yeah. I don't, I'm just kind of like, maybe he was going because that was part of his probation. Probably. I don't know. But... Anyway, that is the story of Alan Ruby. That is an insane story. It's rough. The only reason I, like, shouted out death penalty in this is in any other case that didn't involve a rich kid or a rich person, that death penalty would be the first thing. And there would be... Oh, yeah, there would be no consulting the family. Yeah. It would be put a needle in his arm. Not that I... If he was brown, he would would be on death row. He would probably already be dead. Yeah, he'd probably already be... I'm not, I didn't shout out death penalty because I'm pro-death penalty. Let's just be real clear. It's a very gray area for me. Yeah. What I'm saying is anyone else of any color or social status, Yeah. they would not listen to the family. They would go directly for the death penalty. So let's let that just be real clear. Yeah. This is a fact. And if you can't believe that, then just take a look at the record. I just, I suggest you maybe look at, you know, statistics. Okay. So. Yeah. That's super fair. Anyways, I wanted to I wanted to kind of clarify me just shouting that out. Thank you for Criminology Corner, Shy. Good job. Anytime, Shan. Anytime. Good job. I, that was a bananas story. I had totally forgot about it. But, oh my God, like, Jesus. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. This is a good one, though, Shan. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. Thanks, Shy. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine 
okay pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore okay underscore pod.